0: You're listening to Straight Note Chaser on Dogs by Nature. Do you kind of feel the same way, Mac, did that that you guys uh, are taking some undue criticism out there in the world? And if so, uh, how do you weigh in on that?
1: Me personally, I don't pay attention to the rest of the world. So the noise, I don't really hear it and I stay away from it. You know, I focus on the things that I can control and what we can control. Uh, But as far as my brother's feelings, you know, I'm definitely uh, behind him 100% on whichever, however way he feels. That's just, that's my stamp on that.
0: Now, here's your host, my dad, Thelonious7.
1: My dogs by nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious7, and you're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. B.J. Goodson at the top of the show, giving us an inside look at the grizzled veterans' perspective on dealing with the media. You contrast that with some of the other sentiments that came out of that linebacker room earlier in the year. And maybe B.J. Goodson is just what this team needs. So today at the Straight No Chaser Studios, we are joined by a representative of the D.C. area for a preseason look at our Week 3 opponent. His name is Rod. He is a long-suffering, hardcore football fan who runs a podcast celebrating the Washington football team.
0: Hey, first off, Delonious, thanks for looking me up and having me on your pod. Appreciate it, brother. A little bit about me, football fans. My name is Rod. I've been a Redskins fan since about 1981. My earliest memory is uh, Doug Williams versus the Denver Broncos. That 35-point explosion in the Super Bowl truly cemented my fandom and my love uh, for the team. I know we're a little bit of uh, naming purgatory right now. I still refer to them as the Redskins. I am a fan of the football team. I'm going to support them this year. Uh, Looking forward to uh, whatever the future may bring for us. A little bit more positivity and just moving past uh, some of the previous turmoil that we dealt with uh, within the organization. So a little bit about me as well. I run a podcast uh, called Redskins Addicts. Um, It's tied to a Twitter account of the same name and even a Facebook group of the same name. A Facebook group came first, established a roughly august 2015 a lot of turmoil existed within the fan base as we were kind of deciding whether or not Kirk cousins and or rg3 would be our franchise quarterback um so i just wanted to get away from that constant perpetual divide figured you know what we're redskins addicts we're addicted to the team not a singular player so established a group we're about 4500 strong right now on facebook got over a thousand twitter followers And uh, like I said, got the podcast every week. So hopefully, if you listen to me on Thelonious's podcast, um, feel free to tune in to Redskins Addicts. We're on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, etc. So uh, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it.
1: Rod, the pleasure is all ours. First, it's great to have you on. Thanks for taking the time to share your thoughts. And a a quick aside, I'm a person with a deep appreciation for our disparate viewpoints. But for the record, I'm going to refer to this organization as the Washington football team. Uh, But really, there is no way we can start this interview without asking about the nickname of your franchise. How has the D.C. community responded to that change? And are the fans starting to coalesce around a new name and culture? (laughs)
0: <laughs> the nickname of the franchise. Yeah, so we're going from the Washington Redskins to the Washington football team, at least on the interim status. I don't know if it's going to be permanent. But regarding the D.C. community, how they responded to the change. Um, It's been a mixed bag. You, you have a lot of folks who are still very much so in the Redskins or die uh, mindset. I'm not that way. Yes, my podcast is still named Redskins Addicts. Um, we're only keeping that way until something's finalized. I don't want to change the name on the interim status and then change it again. I'm not a multi-billion dollar company. I don't have an advertising budget. So I just want to make sure once I point people uh, to the pod, they know where to find us. Um, but, you know, you hear a lot of names, uh, whether it's the the Red Tails, the Red Wolves, the, the Washington Defenders, Washington Gladiators, um, there's a lot of names floating out there right now. Uh, the Washington football team does have a website where they're trying to capture fan responses to see how we would, I guess, what name we would really fall behind and want to support. At the end of the day, I've been a fan for so long. I'm not tied to the name. I'm more so tied to the history of the club. Three Lombardi trophies. Um, we got some more, you know, league championships before the Super Bowl era. I'm a fan of the team, whether it be Redskins Football team or wherever they may name themselves in a couple of years. So I guess we'll kind of move forward and see with that. Um, so not really coalescing around the new name uh, because we really don't have a new name. This is just, like I said, an interim year. But we are looking forward to what the future has to bring. Some of us believe that the name was cursed, or the franchise was cursed because of the name. So hopefully we go 12 and 4, 13-3 this year, and we change the uh that. But on the flip side, if that happens, I think it'd be really hard for Dan Snyder in that front office to change us from the Washington football team if we come out successful. So, we'll see.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is a crazy story that we are definitely keeping our eye on. But franchise names aside, we can 100% identify with the plight of your team in recent years. Well, the next question we have is at quarterback. Alex Smith was recently cleared to practice. What does that mean for second-year signal caller Dwayne Haskins? Are you bullish on the former Buckeye?
0: <laughs> Look at it. It's a five-years fast forward and we're once again asking about the quarterback position. So, yeah, we've seen Alex Smith was recently cleared to practice. He's been doing seven-on-seven seven drills thus far. Haven't really taken him against uh, nine defenders yet. And then he, without a doubt, has not done any full-team 11-on-11 uh, 11 11 drills. So what does that mean for Dwayne Haskins? I think it's a good thing. If if you take Alex, Alex is a very high IQ, very cerebral quarterback. So if he's able to at least pass along his knowledge of the game to Dwayne Haskins, it's very good. And the flip side, if Dwayne truly gets pulled into a quarterback battle with Alex Smith, who's if you guys have seen the videos, his his leg doesn't look. I mean, he's still wearing a sleeve. You can't truly really see the leg. But it was a horrific injury. This is an injury that would probably retire the military, you know, person had they be, you know, had their leg injured as much. Uh, so for him to come back and, and make a push towards making the team and, and starting, I think it's admirable. I don't see him uh, beating uh, Dwayne Haskins for the job. If, if that happens, then Dwayne's not our guy. We're looking forward to Trevor Lawrence, uh, next year, or whatever top quarterback would be coming out of the draft, but I think Alex coming back is good. It, it shows it shows commitment to the game, to himself. It's, it's very admirable. Um, it's. It's awesome to see. Uh, Alex Smith was my last uh, Redskins football player uh, jersey that I purchased. Um, Watched that Project 11 documentary on ESPN, and it just truly touched the strings of my heart. So love Alex, but I don't think he's our guy moving forward. If he ends up starting, then our season is lost. And unfortunately, it's not looking good for the Washington football team, should that be the case.
1: It's amazing to see the former number one pick finally get clearance to play football. From the early footage, Smith still looks every bit the part of a wily veteran. <laughs> Accuracy alone is an issue for me for Hashkin, so hopefully the knowledge transfer will be as smooth as it is with Rodgers and Love. So what about Coach Rivera? How is he handling the new, normal, and the changing landscape in the NFL?
0: Oh, Ron Rivera. I'll tell you what, Ron Rivera, I'm I'm big on that guy. Huge, huge, huge. Here's the thing, man. We had Shanahan who had a lot of football power. He probably was the most recent coach that we had um, other than Joe Gibbs that has the same sort of power that Ron Rivera has. But Shaney was a little bit different with it. He was a little bit bullish in his behavior, a little bit stubborn. Ron has come in at probably the most inopportune time for any head coach to come into an organization. Uh, No general manager, no team president up until a couple days ago. We just hired Jason Wright. But Ron had went through the pandemic, or he's going through the pandemic. Name change, all while the owner is out of the country. Ron's facing the name change, the pandemic, transition to Zoom meetings, meeting players digitally but the reports that we're getting so far is that he's a player's coach he tells it like it is and he's holding people accountable and I think that the most recent way we can see that being clear and present fact, factual statement is Darius Geis we had news reports that he would got into an uh, altercation with a female and he was, he was released almost immediately as the reports started hitting the internet and then now we're just finding out the past, you know, 48 hours that he's been accused of, of rape at LSU. So if you're truly going to clean up a club, clean up the image and make it respectable, I think Ron Rivera is without a doubt, hands down, a breath of fresh air. Uh, unlike Jay Gruden, who had a, a, a overly playful approach, and then maybe Mike Shanahan, who was just a... You know, totalitarian type leader. I think Ron Rivera is in the middle. Very happy to have him as our head coach moving forward.
1: Yeah, well, Rivera is certainly an experienced hand, and hopefully he can bring you guys some stability. Although I just now read some troubling reports about his health. Yeah, also I'm excited to hear about Jason Wright. I remember him from back in his playing days in Cleveland. He was always a bright guy as a running back, and He's a Northwestern grad, so looking to see how he handles this new challenge for him in the D.C. community. Well, we played the NFC East this year. How do you rate your team within that division? What do you guys think you have to do to win the crown?
0: Oh, yeah, got a game against the Browns uh, coming up. I know you guys uh, have uh, the NFC East on your schedule. A little bit of a disclaimer. For some reason, I've always been sort of a Brownies fan and uh, I look at you know I'm a diehard Redskins fan don't get me wrong Washington football team um, but the AFC I've always had a team I've always been a little bit fond of the Browns so I'm, I'm happy for your guys organization I just wanted to say that up front I think you guys are on the cusp of, of doing something positive on a year in year out your division has been strong or for the longest um, the Steelers and the Ravens have kind of had a, a strong grip on it but I think you guys are a lot closer than um than you, maybe you think. So just an outside perspective, I think it's going to be a good game. Now, with regards to how I rate the Redskins or the football team within our division, last year we finished fourth uh, in the division, 3-13, uh, and 13, right behind the Giants. Uh, not really great. We had a couple of, of close games, but there was just a lot of turmoil. I mean, Jay Gruden getting fired um, did not help. He didn't really want Dwayne Haskins. He didn't work with him, at least all the reports that we've read. Um, that, hey, he didn't want Dwayne, didn't really want to work with him. And with that, you had a rookie quarterback who had extremely limited experience beyond grade 12. I mean, one year at Ohio State. Did well. Did exceptionally well. But the NFL is a different beast. So uh, Dwayne had some uh, growing growing pains initially. I think he started out horribly. But he finished pretty darn decently. So, I think we have a good foundation that we could build off of uh, with Dwayne moving forward. Now, for us to take the crown, defense, selecting Chase Young, four first rounders on that offensive, or excuse me, that defensive line, that's where it's going to start. If we could get that front seven to play good ball, good defense, I think we got a shot. So, our defense has historically allowed greater than 23, 24 points the past five, six, seven years. Not a very good defense when you're expecting your offense to, to lay up uh, four touchdowns to win a game. So if we can have a stronger defensive effort, I think that's our key to taking the crown. Get to the quarterback, get some sacks, stuff the run, keep the scores respectable. If Dwayne Haskins is able to grow into his position and not really be having to play harrow ball at the quarterback position we got a shot i think we got a realistic shot so you'll lead you'll read all the pundits saying that hey the cowboys and the eagles are the cream of the crop with the nfc east but any given sunday man you, you really gotta you gotta count us in uh maybe i'm saying that because i am a redskins fan washington football team fan uh so i'm a little bit biased but I think we got a shot and I think uh, the game versus the Browns will be good. A good one to look forward to. Uh, I know I will.
1: Yeah. Chase Young returning to the state of Ohio for that week three matchup. The Browns shall be well-rested coming off of Thursday night affair with the Queen city kitties a second home game in a row for us there too. We recently just got word that at least 1500 fans will be allowed to attend home games. The Haslams were aiming for about 15,000, and I'm sure he's not done talking, and we are definitely keeping an eye on the stories of the fans as this season inches ever closer. So before we get out of here, I'm going to ask you a final question. What will the NFL be like without fans? (laughs) What do you think will be the key to success this year? How likely is the 2020 season to be completed as scheduled?
0: Oh man, what would the NFL be like without fans? So we actually talked about that on uh, Redskins X episode 13 titled "Welcome Back." Uh, but anyways, it's it's interesting. So from the perspective of the Redskins fan, Washington football team fan, I'm sorry, I I, I keep saying it, but it's it's going to be hard. I mean, I'm I'm 38. I've called them the Redskins my entire life. It it will take some um some time. So just uh, bear with me. But anyways. FedEx Field, where the Washington football team plays, it's uh, it's been a neutral site the past couple of years. I think, truly, it started with the departure of Kirk Cousins. People were fed up. People were really fed up. They stopped going to the games. I was a season ticket holder. I was living in D.C. I'm in Kansas now. Um, but... The Redskins did not have home field advantage at all. It'd been truly a neutral site. It's like playing a, a Rolls Bowl or something like that. It's two random college football teams playing, you know, in the stadium. And that's what it was like at FedEx Field. Um, But more so, it seemed like there was a – if the team was close, uh, meaning like the Eagles, maybe the Giants, the Ravens, um, Carolina Panthers, you had a huge, huge, huge following in that stadium of opposing teams fans. So for us, moving forward, I think that it's a good way to get teams – Let's see who's truly a team who can cheer from the sideline and, and really be a good teammate and really help boost the ego of the players on the field. So if if you can uplift each other on an NFL team from the sideline, I think you're going to go far. So I'm, I'm hopeful that that's what happens uh, for us. Now, how likely do I think the 2020 season is going to be completed as scheduled? I'm, I'm hopeful, man. I look at the NBA, though. They're the only organization thus far that seems to have done it right. Um, Baseball's been struggling. Haven't really heard much about NHL. I probably think they're closer to the NBA than MLB. Um, But the NFL, knock on wood, I haven't heard of anything thus far. You're, You're paying people tens of millions of dollars to play a game. It's up to them if they want to stay safe. It's up to them if they want to avoid going to a club to celebrate a victory. Um, so you got you to gotta be responsible. You got to protect yourself for the pandemic. And if the players are willing and can do that, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll have a full season. I'm hopeful for a full season um, because I'd really hate for the Washington football team to hoist that Lombardi trophy with an asterisk next to it. Wink, wink.
1: Well, Rob, we definitely appreciate the optimism coming out of D.C. by way of Kansas. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us here on Dogs by Nature Radio. Uh, We appreciate your thoughts, and we will put your details in the show notes. I'm looking forward to week three of the season to see some of our old Ohio State buddies and to see just how good that Washington team is going to be this year in 2020. Well, with that, we'll put this show in the books. But before we do, Rod, do you have any parting thoughts for us?
0: A final parting shot. First, I'd just like to say thanks for having me on your pod, man. I really appreciate it. Let's embrace the new normal while we have to, but let's look forward to getting back to living our lives, being safe, being healthy. And while I still can, hail to the Redskins, right?
1: I think you meant to say hail to the Football team, but I'm going to leave it in because I think it was done in the spirit of optimism. And who am I to kill someone's preseason optimism? Well, that was your dose of the straight truth. You've been listening to Straight No Chaser. I am your host, Thelonious7 on Dogs by Nature. Take care and go, Browns.